0: That's 858-876-5663. Or you can send us an email to hugs at marriage.com. In today's show, we talk about the impact of moaning on your sexual intimacy.
1: And we have a quote from anonymous to start the show and it says, there's nothing more exciting than hearing your spouse moan in pleasure and knowing you are responsible for it.
0: Yes. Yes, (laughs) it is. This is something that I enjoy and I'm hoping both men and women, husbands and wives out there agree with.
1: Wow, you can tell Tony's all fired up for today's show. Ready, let's do it. Before we jump into it, we start each and every One Extraordinary Marriage Show with a hug. And a hug's an opportunity for you to hear from from folks in the one family, folks just like you who are experiencing breakthrough or transformation in their marriage. And this week's hug is sponsored by HelloFresh, and you can check them out at HelloFresh.com. And we love Uh HelloFresh. They offer a wide variety of chef curated recipes that change weekly. So, you know, you're not looking at the same thing. It's not like it's always Taco Tuesday. We both grew up in families like that. Yes, we did. With three plans to choose from, classic veggie and family, you're sure to find one that fits your needs and tastes. You know, it doesn't matter if you're looking for a variety of meat, fish, and seasonal produce or all vegetarian recipes, or even those quick and easy meals that the whole family will love. HelloFresh has you covered, you know, and it's so convenient because you get to choose your delivery day, the one that works best for your schedule. And if you've got kids and, you know, running here, there and everywhere and meetings at night, it's nice to be able to pick that schedule, Mm -hmm. right? Doing it instead of like, oh, it's always got to be Monday, which gets really frustrating. You know, and the other part of that is that you can pause your account for weeks at time when you're out of town. So it's great if you're on the go with travel or you're going on vacation, things like that. And, you know, I have to say, Tony and I really loved when we have our recipes come in. One of our favorite is the honey mustard glazed chicken and the sizzling beef stir fry.
0: And if you want to moan out loud in the kitchen, mm-hmm. hey, you pick up HelloFresh because honestly, the the meals that you get to prepare together are seriously delicious.
1: And the nice thing about that and why you know you do find yourself moaning with pleasure is that the recipes first of all you get this amazing picture so you know what you're supposed to end up with mm-hmm. which is always a help, right? And then you've got the step-by-step instructions. So there's no guesswork on like what do I do next? And and because of this we tried meals that I probably wouldn't have like made on my own cuz I would have been like, "Oh, can I do this?" You know, and it just it makes it so easy when everything shows up in that HelloFresh box delivered Try right it. to your door. Everything's pre-measured. It's all labeled. It's all easy and ready to go. And and you know what goes with what. So for $30 off your first week of HelloFresh, visit HelloFresh.com and enter promo code OEM30. And this hug came in for, on an email and it said, thank you so much for all you do. Your podcast and knowing that we are not the only ones going through these times in our marriage has given us so much hope. It's really changed my outlook on our marriage and how our and how actions or no action really impacted us. We know we need to work on communication and recently bought a book bundle and your he zig she zags package. We can't wait to start your encouragement to be open and transparent continues to transform our lives. Mm. I know that my marriage can't get better if I don't voice what I'm feeling and that has really changed my heart and my husband's. We love you guys. Please keep us in your prayers as we continue to work through our speed bumps.
0: You know it. You know it. We pray for the one family and we just thank you guys um, for this awesome hug. This is, this is great.
1: Absolutely. And we'll make sure, you know what, let's make sure that we put a zi- uh, a, zig, a link mm-hmm. to he zig, she zags in the show notes just yeah. in case somebody else is like, oh, communication. Sure. Let's, let's see what this couple is working through right now. And You know, as Tony said at the very start of the show, we're talking about the impact of moaning on your sexual intimacy and the topic of being vocal actually came up in our bedroom. Uh, the other day is we had the opportunity to have sex with no one in the house, which these days between sports schedules, homeschooling, working out of the house, doing all of this kind of stuff,
0: everything, um, kids uh. staying
1: up late kids coming home at different hours. Right. It seems like, like we're in a season where that was, it's not happening as easily as it has in the past years.
0: Yes. I would say that this, this fall Mm -hmm. has by far been one of the more difficult times for us, especially because we do enjoy awake sex and we do enjoy those times when kids are gone and we have the house to ourselves more than a snippet of time.
1: And we are homeschooling this year for the first time ever. So that changes the dynamic of having somebody in the house. And we're like, Oh, (laughs) in in the past, it's been, everybody leaves in August and they come back in June and we have Monday through Friday between August and June. And so we're, we're adapting, Mm -hmm. but we had an opportunity to have that awake house, empty sex. We did. Right. And afterwards, because you you know, we've shared once or twice that you probably shouldn't bring things up about your sex life right in the middle. If you don't want to like Put the brakes on what's yeah, going on. Yeah, I was going to
0: say, bring it to a complete halt. It's like hitting a brick wall.
1: Right, right. So you don't do that. Mm-mm. So after, after we'd had sex the other day, Tony had commented on how when I'm vocal, how much it changes changes the dynamic in our bedroom. And and so we got to thinking, right? Because this is, this is how things happen for the One Extraordinary Marriage Show. If you ever want to know, how do Tony and Lisa get their ideas? Well, this is one of the ways that it happens. All of a sudden, Tony and I start having a conversation. We're like, what's that actually like? Mm-hmm right? What's going on? I mean, this is what's happening in our marriage, but what's what's going on in other marriages, right? And how is this idea of being vocal in the bedroom? What does that look like?
0: And and I would even say for us men, there is a part of us that is vocal. We yeah. want to vocalize our satisfaction as well. And yet I even find myself in these moments going, should I vocalize? Is Elisa, Does Elisa even care? Does that impact this time together, this, this sex time we're, we're having right now. And so I can even get, think too much in my own head in the moment, do I or don't I? And then that can also impact how I pursue Elisa during foreplay or even having sex.
1: Mm-hmm. I don't know if I've ever told you, I do enjoy you being vocal. Okay. Well,
0: I, I, I think see? that might be the first Ladies time. and gentlemen, that Amen. you guys
1: like get to hear some things, you know, it comes Amen. out right here on the show, but you know, it turned out as we started doing some research, on vocalization in the bedroom, that there are there are a few factors that are competing, a- and in some respects actually in opposition to one another. We kind of want to outline those, and then we're really going to be talking about how this impacts your marriage and what you can do about it. Right? Because, uh, like, actually, I just want to, I just want to ask a question. You know, have you ever seen a silent sex scene? Right.
0: Are, and you're saying, like, in the movies, in the on movies, a TV television show. shows.
1: Mm-hmm. You know, okay. I mean, like, whenever they're portrayed. It's not like people, I mean, they might be trying to be quiet because they're trying not to be discovered, but there's usually some kind of vocal expression of pleasure.
0: Mm-hmm. I, I would say for, for the majority of that time, yes. For the majority of what you're asking, I would say yes. Right. Is it every time? I, I don't know. I would, I mean, I'm I sure somebody could find a scene. I'm sure somebody could find a scene and go, oh, well, these people didn't. But. These
1: people didn't. But, but that impact of that's what we see in, you know, represented in movies or, you know, even if you're reading a book, Mm -hmm. right, you know, she moaned with pleasure, you know, this moan or that. So we've been conditioned, both husbands and wives have been conditioned that the sexual act has an auditory component to it.
0: And then for us guys, if you've ever viewed pornography, Mm -hmm. video form of it, and I pray that, you know, you are beyond that. Like I do, I I pray that that is broken free and off of you because it's it's not needed in your marriage. And we have shows that deal with pornography. Um, But I remember personally, when I was watching videos, there was never a scene where there wasn't vocalization, Mm -hmm. you know, and I've been away from it for 14 plus years now. And, and I still can recall that.
1: Right, and so so there's this conditioning for husbands that vocalization equals pleasure,
0: Mm -hmm. for both sides. For
1: both sides, right? And then there's this really interesting dynamic that's going on with women. And there was actually a study done in the um, archives of sexual behavior. Now the study is a few years old. It was June Mm -hmm, June June. 2011, and we're going to put a link to it just so you guys can take a look at it. But there's this whole thing going on with women and their vocalization, right? A lot of the studies are like men vocalize because they're enjoying themselves, right? They're by and large, for the most part, they're not faking it. They're not like, they're just, it feels good. I'm going to let the world know. Out comes the sound.
0: Yeah. I, I don't see any problem with that.
1: I'm not saying there's a problem. I'm just no, saying. No, I,
0: I know, but I'm. I, simplicity. But, right. Simplicity. And even in our own lives, mm-hmm. yes, there is that. It, it I want to say it's almost like this this release of like oh my gosh like i just want to scream at the top of my lungs
1: which if we didn't have kids in the house you probably would on a, more than one occasion right just- and,
0: and and for those of you who are having sex and have had sex with your kids in the in the bedroom or not in the bedroom but in the house <laughs> like, my, what? Bad, my bad um <laughs> y- you you know that though that, that, that that's a tough place to be you know you you want to and at the same time you're like Ugh. sound and sleep machine get louder
1: yeah Come on, come on, come on. That's a whole nother thing. We'll, we'll tell you guys about the sound of sh- sleep machine later on. But, but women, on the other hand, vocalize for a whole bunch of different reasons, right? Sometimes they vocalize because they're in pain, right? Like it hurts. So I'm going to vocalize my pain. Sometimes they vocalize just because they want to speed things up. Because remember, all of our conditioning has been that vocalization leads to leads, you know is indicative of orgasm so it leads to sex being over faster mm-hmm. right so that's the whole fake it category mm-hmm. right sometimes they're saying you know according to the researchers are saying that women vocalize out of boredom again speed things up i'm bored maybe if i ooh ah he will finish faster
0: he will ooh ah as well and, we and it'll be on. done we can move on with our lives
1: right and then on the flip side you know because if we talk about vocalization, we actually have to talk about the absence of vocalization too.
0: Uh-huh.
1: Right. And here are the reasons why women aren't vocalizing. They don't want the kids to hear. Right. So we're going to be quiet. Cause again, those kids, like we don't want our kids to know that we have sex folks. Your, your kids will figure it out. Like, let me just be really clear. And it's healthy. Like you don't have to go put a billboard outside. This is just a side note. You don't have to put a billboard outside, you know, kind of like at the radio station that says on air, it doesn't have to say having sex, but it's healthy for your kids to know that you have a healthy sex
0: life. And in discussing it, honestly, with them in a healthy way, we'll, you'll be surprised at how that will begin to release you to see it at, at what it is and how beautiful it is to be able to ex- express this to your children. Mm-hmm. And, and believe me, you're going to get in, in weird and sort of not weird, but you're going to get in situations where you're going to have to discuss this with those kids of yours. And by, by all means, man, we've been there ourselves mm-hmm. and we're, we're looking at each other and we're like, okay, how how are we going to address this? Hey, Lisa, it, this is our daughter bringing it up. I'm, I'm balling that to you and being able to do that though, allows us to be connected as well.
1: So that's just a little side note. Yep. We're not going to focus note, on that both. today, but just something to think about. Uh, other reasons that women don't vocalize because there's this idea going back to those sex scenes that you've seen on TV, that good girls don't do that, Mm -hmm. right? That's what, that's what, you know, the vixens do. That's what, you know, all of the porn stars do, right? That's what other women do, but I'm a good girl. So we just kind of lay there and just don't move or make any noise, right? Or it feels awkward and embarrassing. Like what are those sounds coming out of me, right? Better that I don't make any sounds and I do something embarrassing, right? And some women feel that way.
0: And guys as well. Yeah. Yes. Hey, believe me, again, I will raise my hand on, on the, uh, not the good girls don't do that, but on all of Thank these, you. I will say that I, I feel these. And as men, we are also in this same boat. It's mm-hmm. not like we live in that some glass jar and these things don't come up.
1: Right. And, and the last reason is that, you know, sometimes women don't vocalize because honestly they're not being stimulated. Right. I mean, if it's not working,
0: mm-hmm.
1: there's nothing. And, and so is it any wonder that our sex lives are so confusing around this topic of vocalization? Because women may or may not vocalize and it may or may not be a good thing. Right. It may be because they're not vocalizing because they just don't want the kids to hear. But it may be that they are vocalizing because they're bored. Like, like it's so
0: confusing. It's
1: so confusing. Mm-hmm. And, and so we've complicated this thing called our sex life. And we're sending out the ladies like I'm, I'm going to talk to you directly and guys, you get to listen in because that's the nature of the podcast, but, but we're sending out these signals to our husbands and they have no idea how to interpret them. Like ladies, we are confusing the heck out of our bedrooms. We're causing them to have all this confusion and doubt in the bedroom, which leads to questions like, you know, did she, did you, did you really have an orgasm?
0: Or are you just telling me that?
1: Or are you just telling me that? Are, are, are you into it? Was, was the sex good? Did I do okay? Were you in pain? Like, are you fake? Like, all of these things. Ladies, ladies, we do not need to complicate things. If we're confusing our husbands in this most intimate act, we're shortchanging ourselves in our marriage, right? And, and here's the thing. The only reason I can get behind the mic today and actually, like, call us all out on this it's because I've done it.
0: Well, hence where this whole show came from, because that last time or two or whenever it was that we had sex at this was brought up, I was in this place of confusion. Like, did she have an orgasm? I, I, I I'm pretty sure she did there. That wasn't but I wasn't sure prior to that if she was if Elisa was into it. What was it good? you know, was was I performing like I wasn't getting any feedback from her. And we had the house empty. Let me make that point clear too. The house was empty. There was nobody here. Our new place, we are butted up against a nature preserve. I mean, we can have the windows open and nobody's going to hear we, anything. We do still have neighbors on both sides. I know we have neighbors, but we, we're we <laughs> yeah, still I'm far like- enough away. They're not going to hear much of anything in at the time of day we were having sex. So I, I'm sitting there going uh, I don't know. Mm-hmm. And so I'm trying to figure out what's going on in the middle, which then makes me get a little anxious and going, uh, can can I just complete myself here and, and we'll just move on?
1: Right. And so, you know, uh, the reason I get, like I said, that I can come behind the mic and share this because I've done it right prior to us doing the 60 days of sex challenge, which if you haven't listened, it's episode one. Mm-hmm. Um, you can find that, We'll link to it here in the show notes. And after that, we started the intimacy lifestyle, which is episode 140, scheduling sex. We'll also link to that. I was the wife. I would fake things. I would fake orgasms to speed things up. Right. I would fake my, I would, I mean, I'd have real vocalizations, but they were faked in terms of what I was actually portraying to Tony. You know, I wanted him to think that I was orgasming so that it would like, just like get it done. And a big part of that was because we weren't connecting. Right, and there were times when I wouldn't vocalize because it felt awkward. I'm like, I don't know. I'm like, you know. I, and part of that was because we had porn as, as a factor in our marriage, right? So we've got we've got a couple of competing things here, right? I've got this idea that Tony and I really aren't connected. So, like, can we just get sex over with?
0: Porn, and I would also say your romance novels. Yeah, I would, I would yeah. add to that.
1: Mm-hmm. Oh, for sure.
0: You know that, that that reading of it on your side, and you, and you did a, a sh- we did a show specifically on that
1: on erotica, mm-hmm.
0: on erotica, and how I'm sure that even impacted you, even though you don't think it did. I'm sure it had some some underlying current on you.
1: I so wish yeah. There are times when I wish that the podcast was video because Tony right there got a little worked up, and all of a sudden, it, like he's pointing across the microphone to me, he's like, "Hold on." <laughs> that, that one did impact like you guys mm-hmm. can't see it but I'm you might have heard it in the change of was it, his tone of voice but but here's the thing when we're not engaged together in the moment with our spouses we are selling our ourselves and our marriages short because going through those mental all of those questions in the like in the moment right like Tony said he's got, all of a sudden he's got performance anxiety right or after it's a huge buzzkill on the moment mhm Right? We're in this place where we're like, what does that vocalization mean? Because we've confused it and given it, you know, seven different definitions. Right? And some of you right now are like, oh my gosh, that's, that's totally our marriage. And here's what happens. When you create doubt or, or cause doubt to seep into your marriage, it starts to erode a person's confidence. Right? Tony even talked about it. Yeah, you know, like, is she, isn't she? Uh, can I just like, am I going to be able to finish now? right? It starts to inhibit how the two of you relate to one another. Because when that confidence comes down, so does your willingness to try new things, right? To to make suggestions because you're like, oh, maybe, maybe this is just another form of rejection. Let me tell you, ladies, faking it is another form of rejection, right?
0: It truly is.
1: A- and, and I've never said that out loud. It, it literally is just one of those things that popped out of my mouth. But as I speak it, I realize the truth behind it when we are faking it, when we are vocalizing simply for the, for the hurry up and get it done aspect, we're devaluing our husbands and our marriage. Because we're saying, you know what, I, I, I'm not going to invest the time in this experience with you, mm-hmm. right? That's rejection. So we've got to be those couples that get real and get in the moment, right? We've got to say, you know what, it's time to take our sex life to the next level. I mean, that was, that was the, the hashtag for one extraordinary marriage this year, hashtag next level. And, and it's time to do that, to explore what we're capable of and, and not what society says we have to do or not do, right? Like, I don't care about it. You know, if you think good girls do or don't or whatever, what's working in your marriage? What's going to take your sex life
0: uh-huh.
1: to the next level? And, and guys, let me be real clear. This is your marriage, but you have to live your marriage authentically for it to be extraordinary.
0: Yeah. You have to be open, honest, and transparent, just like we are here each and every week on the show, Mm -hmm. right? In your own lives, I hope, you know, after completing 400 plus shows here, that what we have shown you of being open and honest and real, you can then do it in your own lives. Because through that, you're going to be able to experience that amazing sexual intimacy that you both desire.
1: Right. And I know some of you are saying, you know, Tony So that's all fine and dandy. You know, you've guys have figured out what this looks like, but I can't change now. Like we've been doing this for years and, and my, you know, my spouse will be devastated. They'll be hurt, be angry. We want to share some specific things that the two of you can do, but I, I just want to remind you. And, you know, Tony even said earlier as we were opening the show, you know, one way to moan out loud is to you know make sure that things are going well in the kitchen. And, you know, getting that whole spirit of vocalization, <laughs> it can start with what you're having for dinner, all right. right? Because a good plate of food, you know you've done it when it sits on the table and you're like, mmm, and that's real. That is. So don't forget to get $30 off your first week of HelloFresh. Visit HelloFresh.com and enter promo code OEM30. So let's start at the beginning, right? You know, the first thing that the two of you have to do is you've got to get comfortable talking about your sex life, right? It it doesn't just happen. And and we see this time and time again that that talking about your sex life is one of the biggest areas of struggle for couples, right? It's so important that we're actually uh, discussing this as part of the Love Deeper workshop, that's happening on November 9th. And for those of you that, you know, want to get more details about that, go to oneextraordinarymarriage.com slash love deeper because there's a whole section of this workshop that deals with your sexual intimacy, right? And being able to say, you know what? Am I comfortable talking about this? What are my expectations, right? If we can start saying, you know what? Like, here's what works for me. I mean, the other day, Tony and I were talking and when I brought up the fact that, yeah, I used to fake it. And it wasn't this horrendous, like, I just dropped a bomb on our marriage because we've spent the last nine years, 10 years, I don't even know where we're at now, working on our relationship. But, and I've shared it in the past, right? So this wasn't, you know, earth shattering revelation, but it still doesn't feel good Mm -hmm. when I bring it up, but being able to talk about it, right? What works, you know, and and ladies, you got to spend a little time with yourself, Right. You need to ask you, yourselves, why do you or don't you vocalize? Right. And I, I know you've probably heard this once or twice, but it's impossible to communicate what's going on with you if you don't know yourself. Right. If he's like, well, why don't you moan out loud? I don't know is a cop out. Mm-hmm. It, it's a cop out. Spend some time with yourself and figure it out.
0: The, the better answer there both ways it goes. Instead of saying the, I don't know is the, the, the appropriate way to, to look at this. Cause if you haven't thought about it, it is an, I don't know, probably the better way to do that. So you leave it open ended. So your spouse can then bring it up again, or so you guys can table it to talk about it again is to go, you know what, give me a day to think about that and then get back to me mm-hmm. or I'll get back to you because this way, at least we're not shutting down that communication. And again, rejecting our spouse, we're saying, Hey, you know what? I'm not sure. I- I'm confused, honestly, right now. And yet let me just do a little soul searching and in a day or two days or our next coffee break, let's bring that up and let's talk about that again. And let's right. make sure we we spend some time on that during our coffee break together, both of us sharing that. And what does that look like? Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. You know, and, and as you start to, as you start to explore that, like, do you know it works for you? Right? Because if you don't know what works for you in terms of stimulating yourself, it's going to be really hard for him to know where he should go. Like, let me be real clear. There are times when I have to give Tony directions Mm -hmm. because I'm like, "Yeah, you're a little bit off. He would much rather get the, let me move my hand or you're a little bit to the left or to the right than for me to be like, well, this stinks. He's completely missed the mark and I guess I'm just going to lay here. Whereas if I give him a little, hey, like scooch, half an inch, whatever, then it's going to be good for both of us.
0: And then once he's there, right? If he's there and, and guys, same with you, because our women, when they are touching us in ways that bring sexual pleasure, right? We also have those same feelings and we can then verbalize through moans, through words to let them know that how much we appreciate that. How much we enjoy that—it's—it's—it's it's, it's almost like a—we're we're teaching each other what, what what we enjoy. But if we just lie there and nothing is ever said, nothing is ever done, it gets hard to know. Mm. And a guessing game is the worst place we want to be in our bedroom. Right. <laughs> you know, tell me so that I do know because mm. I want this to be pleasurable for you. And hey. We have sex a lot and not every time. It was 100% home run, you know, out of the ballpark. But we learn right? and we grow and we go, hey, you know what? At our coffee break, you know, how was gourmet time? Well, this week it was a 7 out of 10. It was a 5 out of 10. Well, why is that? Well, you know what? This was happening and you weren't giving me any indication if it was good or not. Mm-hmm. And I felt confused and lost. So can this week, can we get back on track.
1: Right. And, you know, it's also looking at what are those, what are those distractions, right? Like sometimes you just got to eliminate the distractions. And then ultimately you need to create an environment where the two of you encourage connection and vocalization. You know, for some of you, it's going to be choosing a different time of day to have sex, right? It's going to be looking for those opportunities when maybe the house is empty, right? When you can get everybody to the house and, and maybe it's a quick noon, you know, nooner, maybe mm-hmm. it's all of the kids are at sports events on Saturday and you're like, you know what? We'll be a few minutes late to your game, <laughs> right? We've got to run a few errands, got to do something.
0: Or you got to drop them off for the hour before or the hour and a half before so they can do all their warm ups, right. and you're right around the corner or something you can get back.
1: You know, the other thing is you, you've got to, you've got to create the environment within the bedroom. So that might be like the sound and sleep machine. Mm-hmm. that you've heard us talk about. And we'll put a link to that in the show notes as well.
0: And also we have our 11 must have items, right? Any of those items could add to it. So you can go to one extraordinary marriage.com slash must have for those, but any one of those items can add the sexual pleasure. We talked about it in, in the lube it up show. Even, you know, allowing to have lube on your hands or on your private parts can make a huge difference between you being able to verbalize and moan your pleasure, then sit there with friction that is hurting you. Yeah. Big Been t- there, done that, know it.
1: Big takeaway from the lube it up. Friction is not good. No. Nope. Friction is not good. And, you know, Tony alluded to this last point just a couple of minutes ago. But the reality is, is that, you know, when we were in high school or maybe elementary school, wherever they start sex ed these days, you know, it was all sterile and it was a textbook. Like, can we all just be real clear on that kind of boring, you know, health, whatever you're married now. Okay. You're adults. You're allowed to be naked with each other. You have the best opportunity to do sex ed that you've ever, ever had. So would you please start learning how each other's bodies work? Right. And vocalization is a big part of that. It's that feedback loop that we've talked about in previous shows where if it works, don't, you know, If it's pain, then have a different sound for that or actually voice. You know what? That one doesn't feel so good, Mm -hmm. right? If it's something else, if you're bored, you'd be like, you know what? We need to try a different position, right? There are different ways to get around that, but don't make the vocalization so confusing. Vocalize for pleasure. Be really clear that that's, commit to that for the two of you that you're going to vocalize for pleasure, so that we don't have to have all of these other questions and doubts and what if, and did that. And guys, the vocalization's gonna make a huge difference in your bedroom. It's gonna foster that connection. And like you said, you know, at the very start of the show, there's something about, you know, hearing your spouse moan in pleasure and know that you are responsible for it.
0: Yeah, so this week we challenge you and we're gonna be challenging ourselves, honestly, to do just that. We're gonna we're gonna challenge ourselves to moan and pleasure and get in alignment with each other, so that way we know, and hopefully you guys will know as well what is bringing pleasure to you guys in your bed in your bedroom. We love you guys. Have a fantastic week. We we, we can wait to hear how this show and all the other shows have impacted your lives. Don't hesitate. We love your hugs. So give us a call at 858-876-5663 or send in your hug at hugs at com. Love you guys. Have a fantastic week and we'll catch you next week.